it by my mistake. I was I want to send it for another friend. It's coming for you. Sorry. Hey friends. Guess who? It's your boy, Joey G. Welcome. Happy Wednesday. Or if you're listening to this any other day, happy that day as well. Alone Together Talking is a mini-relaxation pod reflecting on the universal battles with anxiety that include stories that parallel our journeys toward healing and understanding. Normally, this includes a check-in and a short meditation exercise. However, today is going to be different. We're going to go right into our story. And to be honest, it's a scary one. In my mind, there's no easy way to dive into such a journey other than to tell you that it's 100% true. This is 56 Nights. Assalamu alaikum, William. In 2014, music producer DJ Esco spent 56 nights in a jail in Dubai. How and why did this happen? Esco flew into Abu Dhabi with famed rapper Future Hendrix to perform an extra show at the Abu Dhabi Grand Prix during the tail end of Future's European tour. Esco mentioned in an interview with The Fader in 2015 that they had stopped through Amsterdam for his birthday. While at the airport in Abu Dhabi, a cameraman documenting Future's travels began filming an action that immediately catches the attentions of airport security. Cameras are a red flag with these guys. Out of anger, and since he was the only one around, they begin searching all of Esco's bags, where they find a Ziploc containing 15 grams of marijuana. Esco stated that he had no idea the weed was with his gear, a declaration that the authorities refused to believe. They question him, probing him on who he is and why he has cameras and drugs. He explains his role as a musician on tour, but the discovery of the weed had the authorities convinced that Esco was intending to sell. A discriminating assumption made due to his dreadlocks, his tattoos, and the color of his skin. What happened next? Well, here's how Esco remembers it. I didn't know what the hell they were going to do. Because once they saw some weed, they went crazy. You would have thought I had a bomb and there was ten seconds left and the world is about to end if they didn't get every officer up there. But I'm not scared yet. Because I'm still thinking that worst case scenario, they're just going to send me back on the plane. Little did I know. I was going to be in that motherfucker for 56 days. Esco is then taken to a police station. He's given a translator who doesn't speak English, nor is he sure what is being translated. He's forced to sign a paper written completely in Arabic. Esco still assumed he was going to be immediately sent home. Instead, he's put in jail with no explanation and absolutely no clarification on when he would be getting out. There's no rights when they arrest you says Esco. They don't have to say you have a right to this or that you have a right to an attorney or that you have a right to remain silent. There's no judge, no jury. They assign you to a prosecutor and the prosecutor can just do what he wants with you. 
They don't have to tell you anything. They don't even have to explain what the charge is. As if this wasn't scary enough, Esco recalls the dangerous environment the jail was. In the jail, it's two sides. There's the Arabic side, and the other side is predominantly African. And it's like a war between both sides. But I could go on both sides because I wasn't neither. When I first moved in, both sides were trying to see who was going to get the American. The card is stacked against Desco. He was being charged with possession of drugs with the intent to sell. His court hearing doesn't specify that it was marijuana. It just says drugs. It's all treated the same. The miscommunication between Esco and the prosecutors, along with the complete incompetence of the lawyers and the American embassy, have done Esco no favors. They tell him he could be locked up anywhere from six months to four years. Four years. All hope seems lost. No light at the end of the tunnel. Sometimes, sometimes life's blessings hide themselves in the oddest of places. To make a long story short, says Esco, the warden blessed me. He took a liking to me, taught me some things about Islam, and we ended up growing our own relationship. He said to me, I've come to like you as a person. I'm not supposed to do this, but I'm going to call your prosecutor. Give me ten minutes and I'll let you know. He later called and said, Hey, I just talked to your prosecutor. I think you might be going home in a week. I just gave him this big-ass hug. And the inmates, they were not used to seeing that. When I left, it was real dope. Everybody from the African and the Arabic side came out of their cell and walked me to the door. Everyone from both sides was clapping. For that moment, everyone was just on the same level. Everyone was the same. Everyone was just happy to see me walk out. Esco ends his tale by returning to the very same airport his troubles began. He purchases headphones and begins listening to music for the first time in nearly two months. A distraction he greatly needed. He sits down at his gate, takes a deep breath, and thinks, What just happened? The first time I heard this story, my anxiety skyrocketed to the moon. To be put in that type of position with those types of consequences is a real challenge to a person's mental strength. Esco documents several times throughout his recap that he tried to make the best of his situation. And in doing so, it helped him eventually be free. This isn't a lesson about always making the best of a situation. Sometimes you can, sometimes it's hard. But I do think that life will continue to challenge us with these tests of mental strength.
Sometimes challenge isn't even the right word. Another proper word for this could be trauma. If you've gone through something traumatizing, it's hard to necessarily shake away feelings of fear or the emotional state you were in at the time. I can give you an example. When I was 13, someone very close to me passed away. I ran in and saw their body lying on the floor, their color absent and chalky. I watched as medics dragged his body out in a black bag and carried him right in front of my eyes. It was frightening. It was numbing. It was hard to see that as a child. But it was also very educating. I'm not happy that this thing happened, but I learned at that time how heavy the world can sometimes be. I'm sure you've gone through your own experiences, your own trauma. I can only imagine some of the terrible scenarios that you could have faced, especially if you're a woman or a person of color. For that, I'm deeply sorry. But like Esco, like me, and like you, we're still here. Still fighting. Still feeling. But still fighting. And if that's not strength, I don't know what is. Thanks for listening, friends. Thanks for listening, strangers. And thanks to all the first-time listeners. I hope you had a good time. To end today, I'd like to share the art that came from this tale of terror. DJ Esco would go on to produce a mixtape with Future based on his experience. Funny enough, it's called 56 Nights. DJ Eskimo City, the coolest DJ on the motherfucking planet. I'm going to let that play us out. Until next time, take care. And remember, I care about you. And I hope you care about you too. I think 56 nights crazy. I think 56 nights crazy. I think me and yes go crazy. I think me and young skull crazy. I did 56 bras on a European tour and they was all crazy. I did 56 bras.